passion for sport. This is Cameroon Roars. It's our daily look at what's happening at the 2021 Africa Cup of Nations finals in Cameroon. And I'm Steve Vickers. It's day 15 today and action is back with Nigeria playing Tunisia and Burkina Faso facing Gabon in the round of 16. We speak to Nigeria midfielder Kalechi Nwakali. Is a game by game, you understand. The most important thing is respecting the opponent. That's coming later, plus a look at the draw for the World Cup playoff round and our best 11 of the group stage at the Africa Cup of Nations. Uh, so news yesterday was that Ghana fired coach Milovan Rajavats after their group stage exit where they lost to Comoros and Morocco and drew with Gabon. Uh, Rajavats, who's from Serbia, took the Black Stars to the quarterfinals of the 2010 World Cup. He was reappointed last September, so he only lasted four months in the job. Well, I'm joined by African football expert Solis Chukwu in Lagos, Nigeria. Uh, the World Cup playoffs coming up in March, so... Is this a risky move, Solis, or it just had to happen? I lean more toward the latter personally, Steve. Um, Ghana's decision to reappoint Ryavak was always a huge risk and was unfortunately informed mostly by the nostalgia of the 2010 World Cup. The Black Stars came within a Luis Suarez handball of becoming the first African team to make the semi-finals at a World Cup. Things have not gone quite so well this time around on his return, and that was always predictable. Um, Ghana were pretty abject at the AFCON, especially going forward. Um, Ryavak, really, his stock in trade was has always been organizing a defense. But it's pretty clear that this particular group, their strengths lie elsewhere, not at the back. So in Ryavak being unable to harness talents like um, Ren Winger, Kamaldin Suleimana, and Dreams FC youngster Abdul Fatahou Isahaku. Ryavak has shown himself to be the wrong profile of manager for the Black Stars going forward. Yeah, of course, the timing is inconvenient, but this is why it was important for the Ghana FA to have made the right call back in September of 2021. However, um, like they say, the best time to plant a tree was yesterday, and the next best time is right now. And one can even make the argument that even with a brand new manager um, in charge for the World Cup playoffs, Ghana cannot possibly get any worse than losing to Comoros. So that's my stance on it as well, Steve. Ghana made a mistake to begin with, and now they're having to sort of bite the bullet in order to rectify it. All right, so the best time to plant a tree was yesterday. Yeah, the benefits of hindsight. Uh, so the World Cup playoff round draw was made in Douala yesterday with FIFA President Gianni Infantino and CAF President Patrice Motsepe attending. Uh, they're all pretty titanic, these ties. Egypt against Senegal, Cameroon against Algeria, Ghana facing Nigeria, DR Congo against Morocco and Mali up against Tunisia. The winners qualifying are for the 2022 World Cup finals. And the home and away ties will be on in March. Now, Togo legend Emmanuel Adebayor made the draw together with Senegal's El Hadji Diouf. Here's Adebayor, who played at the 2006 World Cup. I think it was the most beautiful moment in my life, obviously, having a chance coming from a small country like Togo and having a chance to be on that big stage. A dream to be a footballer but never dream to be on that stage. We are just striving for the best for the continent, and I think we have the best continent on Earth, which is Africa. We have everything. So we just have to, to be up there, to match with those people, those countries, and I think it's time to support our continent for the youth to be better. Obviously, we have a chance to play World Cup. Let's see what's going to happen, and now it's time for one of our country 
to try and bring that cup home. We couldn't do it, but our Gina brother have to try. Yeah, let's hope it will happen indeed. That's Emmanuel Adebayor. Uh, so, Solis Ghana against Nigeria has to be the standout tie. Absolutely, Steve. Nigeria versus Ghana is one of those monumental matches within the context of African football, and it, it's a proper West African derby, you know. Uh, the Super Eagles will fancy their chances. Already, the sentiment back home is that this is the best time to play Ghana, considering the Black Stars' issues. Uh, but Nigeria actually has good memories of facing Ghana in World Cup qualifying. Uh, I think they took four points of them in qualifying for the 2002 tournament. For Ghana, their pride has been wounded with their early exit from the AFCON, but defeat to Nigeria would completely like smash it into powder. So you can imagine the stakes are ridiculously high. Um, I think all around the draw through drops some very good ties. Um, Egypt versus Senegal is obviously going to be all about uh, Mohamed Salah and Sadio Mane, uh, teammates at Liverpool who will line up across from one another. Uh, Algeria versus Cameroon is going to be a cracker, especially as no one knows how Algeria will rebound from their Afghan group stage exit and the fact that they've never beaten Cameroon in a competitive match. Tunisia versus Mali is a repeat of the Janisikazu incident at the Afghan, while uh, Morocco versus Diakon should be fascinating as well. It's, it's a really, really stacked card, Steve, and I am looking forward to March already. Yes, me too. So today at the Africa Cup of Nations, the round of 16 gets underway. At 16 GMT, Burkina Faso play Gabon. And at 19 GMT, it's Nigeria versus Tunisia. Well, the Super Eagles won three games out of three in the group stage. But can they keep it going is the question now. Olawashina Okaleji spoke to Kalechi Nwakali, who's featured in all of the games so far. Nwakali is a midfielder. He plays for Huesca in Spain, having been with Arsenal but never playing for them due to work permit issues. Nwakali was the 2015 Under-17 World Cup winning captain with Nigeria, and Ashina first asked him about that experience. Well, um, I must say it was a dream come true winning the under 17 as the captain and then playing in that kind of a settings and uh, now representing Nigeria in the Super Eagles in the AFCON. I think uh, this is a dream of every Nigerian player to represent Nigeria at this level. When you look at how your career has panned out, how you've played your football and all of that, you're in a position now where some young footballers in Nigeria are looking up to you. What is your message for young people who dream of playing in a tournament of this magnitude themselves? Well, I must say um, to them to just keep working, believe in yourself, because uh, the football we are playing doesn't go as uh, as wished or planned. Because uh, I've not had the best uh, career of it, you understand, because I've had my own uh, ups and downs, not uh, getting uh, work permits to play in England, the club I've wished to play for, Arsenal and all that. Those are the factors, but all the same, the work matters is uh, being honest to yourself that, yeah, you're really putting in the work. You're being honest to yourself that you're doing everything possible to see yourself uh, get to that point. Not being desperate, not being in a hurry, but believing time, you understand, because when time comes, nobody can stop whatever it is. You know, being realistic to yourself that, yes, you're working so that when the time comes, you'll be able to utilize uh, the opportunity. Three wins out of three for Nigeria. You are the only country to have done that in this tournament. Do you see yourself as favourite, just like people are saying? Well, uh, before coming to this competition, nobody ticked Nigeria as a, as the favourite. You understand, but uh, through hard work and commitment, uh, everybody is saying that yes, Nigeria they have uh, played the best games. Not even, uh, but as a team, they have really worked and showed different uh, characters or attitude towards the games and everything. But yeah, but. 
you know, we have a different mindset coming to this place. Our our mind is to come here and win. But from the coach uh, saying that uh, is uh, game by game. You understand. The most important thing is respecting the opponent that you are playing against and doing what you know how or what the coach wants the team to do. That's Nigeria midfielder Kalechi Nwankali speaking to Oluwashina Okaleji. Uh, well, Solis, it is a difficult-looking game against Tunisia, who went through as one of the best third-place teams. Uh, it's it's funny, Steve. For going to the trouble of winning uh, Group D and being perfect, the draw has rewarded Nigeria with Tunisia. Uh, that is far from charitable, I'm sure you agree. Uh, anyway, you have to be what's in front of you, right? And traditionally, Nigeria have always had a good record at AFCONS against Tunisia. Uh, but it won't be an easy game by any means. There is always some apprehension here in Nigeria whenever we have to face Northern African opponents. And you can bet that Coach Austin Aguaman will be on his players about the importance of taking nothing for granted in this tie. Uh, Tunisia, of course, have a lot of issues with COVID and injuries within their squad. And they seem to have no cutting edge whatsoever um, without Santetian Ford, Wabi Kazri. Uh, even worse, really, is their complete inability to score from the penalty spot. Uh, the Catholic Eagles have been awarded a penalty in every match so far, but they have yet to score with any of them. So in the unlikely event that this match goes to penalties, we already know that could prove a critical factor. But certainly Nigeria will hope to do the business inside the 90 minutes and enhance their standing as title favourites for the trophy come February 6th. Sure, and the other game today is Burkina Faso against Gabon. Uh, Gabon have done surprisingly well without their captain, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. It also serves to emphasise that this is a team sport. Uh, without Aubameyang, Gabon just look that much more fluid. They are not beholden to any one player and there is no um, imperative on them to play in such a way as to accommodate anyone's strengths or weaknesses. Um, it's odd because many people expected Gabon to struggle at this AFCON, what with their issues with COVID and the bonus row with their FA. Uh, in spite of all of that, we have seen a number of players step up to the plate, most notably uh, Alarabi Ford, Aaron Bupenza, who has looked like an absolute world beater in Cameroon. Uh, whether he will get any joy against Pai Leverkusen's stopper, um, Edmond Tapsoba, is one of the key questions that could decide this game against Burkina Faso. I've personally been a little disappointed in Kamumalo's Burkina Faso side. They've struggled under opposition pressure in their matches and they seem to lack a reliable presence inside the opposing penalty box. So I think really the prospect of Gabon continuing their run at the ongoing AFCON is a very real and very plausible one. So Solis feeling that Gabon are in with a chance. This is Cameroon Roars, brought to you by Passion for Sport. Show coming to you every day throughout the 2021 Africa Cup of Nations. Online, on radio and on our app. To download the app, go to the Play Store or the Apple iTunes App Store and enter Planet Sport Football Africa. And our website is planetsport.tv. In the blog section there, Russ Bravo looks at dealing with the consequences of our mistakes. How Cameroon goalkeeper Andre Onana took a banned substance by mistake and got banned. And how footballers and all of us make mistakes and how to deal with them in faith. That's on our website, planetsport.tv, and you'll find it in the blog section. Well, Solis Chukwu is still with me in Lagos. And, uh, Solis, you came up with your team of the group stage at the AFCON. 
yes, the, the end of the group stage seemed like a good time to look back on some of the great performances in the group stage. Our goalkeeper, I picked Mohamed Kamara of Sierra Leone, who was excellent in their draw against Algeria and took up very great starting positions to World of Algeria attacks, saved the penalty against Cote d'Ivoire. So his inclusion there was almost a no-brainer. A right back, Achraf Hakimi, um, centre backs, Roberto Lopez and Roman Saiz, who ha- have both been really solid for, um, Cape Verde and Morocco, respectively. And Cameroon left back, Nutolo, very energetic, very aggressive, very powerful, um, both defensively and going forward. Um, on the right side in midfield, Nicola Pepe. He, at Arsenal, he's a forgotten man and he didn't even start the opening game. But for Ivory Coast's final two group matches, he was absolutely electric. He tore up Algeria in that famous 3-1 win for Cote d'Ivoire, so I had to put him in. Ibrahim Sangare in centre of midfield. I mean, he too is someone who has been absolutely excellent and pivotal to how Cote d'Ivoire play. Cote d'Ivoire like to play a very transitional, very open game, so they need a lot of energy in the middle. And Sangare has brought that in bags and bags for them, so he had to get in there. Amadou Haidara for Mali, excellent midfielder, great platform for Mali because they are a team that likes to press a lot especially when they lose the ball. So they need a platform to recycle possession and keep teams pending. And that's where he has really excelled for Mali, providing great passing range and also a great reading of the play in order to cut off potential counter-attacks. Um, on the left side of midfield, Moses Simon, excellent player. He's been shining at Nantes, but for a long time, people wondered whether he could actually bring his club form into international football. Well, we are getting the answer right now. He has been superb for Nigeria. Um, didn't start the third game, but came off the bench and produced one of the most mesmerizing dribbles you will ever see to set up the second goal. He scored one himself. He's laid on another. So he's having a great tournament. Up front, um, Gambia's Musabaro. Gambia are a team that, you know, they've, they're not really that expansive. They sort of play more defensively and look for their forward players over the top or in the channel. So it's essential to have a player like Barrow who combines great skill, with flair and unpredictability and also an eye for a pass. He's set up, he's been involved with all three goals Gambia have scored in this tournament. He set up two and scored one himself. Brilliant player. Um, and of course, who else but Vincent Abubakar as the number nine, the main man up front. I mean, five goals already in the group stage is just insane really from Abubakar. He's in this sweet spot where he just, he's able to get shot off so quickly and defenders can't really close him down. And that's translated into, you know, a very efficient performance in front of goal. So that's how I picked my team of the group stage at this point, Steve. Well, so we'll see who stars in the group stage. Thanks a lot, Solis. So from me, Steve Vickers and Solis Chukwu, the show is back again tomorrow. And Cameroon Roars is a passion for sport production.